Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome live from Harrison County, West Virginia. You're joining us on our Healthy Harrison podcast, a show designed to help you change your state, state of nutrition, state of exercise, uh, and somewhere along the line, we hope we change the whole state of West Virginia. I'm Gary Bowden. I'm a member of the Healthy Harrison Board of Directors and your co-host for today, along with Brock Malcolm. Brock is the president of the Healthy Harrison Board of Directors. Welcome, Brock. Hey, Gary. Good to be here. Yep. Happy Friday. We're uh, we're streaming live uh, on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WVNews.com. Each week at this time, uh, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison, fostering measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the citizens in North Central West Virginia. Today, we will be chatting with, and we welcome back, Christy Good. Uh, Christy is a good friend and partner of Healthy Harrison. Uh, she has a BS in nursing, but actually, from what I read, kind of suspended that career to manage a full-time, being a full-time mom and managing a household. Uh, and uh, during that transition began to lean into cooking and nutrition and health and movement. And apparently either pulled, I'll let her explain, pulled or pushed her husband and two boys along with her. Uh, so uh, she now actually is a certified 21-day sugar detox coach certified nutrition coach, certified transformational macro and fitness coach. And that's where we're going to focus today on her new project, Halfway to Macros. So Christy, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back again. Welcome back. Um, yeah, Halfway to Macros, I have to tell you um, uh, that I, I'm, I'm confused by that. So uh, I, I'm going to let you uh, jump in. First, I, I'll tell you what, uh, give us a little bit more information on your personal journey into the world of fitness and okay. nutrition, and then we can kind of get into the new project and its title. Yes, absolutely. I lost um, internet service there for a second. So I missed what did you want me to start with? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That believe me, that happens to all of us. Uh, I, I thought but before we get specifically uh, into halfway to macros and the name and how you came up with that. In fact, I'm going to let Brock handle that. Um, the first thing I wanted to do is let you talk about your personal experience and journey into a life that's more focused on nutrition and diet and exercise and coaching yeah. and coaching and spreading it to others. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up, um, tried every diet out there as we all do. You know, I grew up in the eighties, nineties where Weight Watchers came along. I watched my mom, my aunt, you know, I watched them go through these different phases. Um, then I, um, Went off to college, gained the freshman 10, like so many of us do. <laughs> and then, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Um, so anyway, and then I was a feature twirler for West Virginia University. I was I was out there in the front lines with the pride of West Virginia. So with twirling, that kept me very active. And I was able to, I just didn't really pay too close attention to what I was eating because I was so active. And then I also had a roommate who was on the low fat craze. So to me, learning nutrition, it's just varied over the years. Like I was like, oh, okay, so I need to eat low fat, low calorie, and that's going to work. That's going to keep the weight off. Well, you know, fast forward several years and I went through um, to where I was eating low calorie and looking back now, I'm starting to know, I was starting to notice that, oh my goodness, you know, my hair was brittle. My nails were brittle. You know, I, I just, I looked thin. I just didn't look like I had a glow or, you know, looking back now at the time, you know, I didn't notice that. So, um, but then leading forward, I had my two boys. I went through Weight Watchers again. Um, and from there, that's when I started to notice like maybe I wasn't feeling good. I had some low energy. I um, went to my primary care physician and we did some blood levels, noticed my iron level was low. So I started researching foods. Now this was about six years ago. So it took me a while to get to this point. So about six years ago, I started researching foods and foods that were higher in iron and ways to make me feel better. You know, then comes in the paleo diet with Diane Sanfilippo. She wrote a book called Practical Paleo. I, that's when I started learning the importance of nutrition, the importance of nutrient dense foods. And then I became a 21 day coach, detox coach through her program. And after my husband and I, like you said, I kind of drug him into it. After he and I went through it, we just realized how much better we felt. Um, but what that 21 day sugar detox taught me, it wasn't totally to eliminate sugar. It was to decrease and like sugar and minimally processed or go to more minimally processed foods. What it taught me though, was how to build my plate. And I know that sounds kind of odd to most people. They're like, what does that mean? It taught me how to balance my macronutrients, which is what we're going to get into. And those macronutrients are your protein, your fats, and your carbohydrates. So learning that and learning that, oh, I'm not eating enough protein. Protein is what keeps us satiated. It helps to... Um, preserve our muscle when we're working out. It just keeps us fuller longer. It helps your hair growth. It helps with the brittle nails. Protein is so important and it's more important than what I ever realized. And you know, I'm 46 years old now. So in the last three years, that's when I've really recognized how important it is. But um, so that's kind of how I've gotten here is I've just learned along the way. And every day I just learn a little bit more, a little bit more about nutrition, but it's that nutrient density that got me here. I started teaching my boys about it. I've, you know, Chris, he, he goes through it. I cook for him, obviously breakfast, lunch, dinner, and we just work on teaching the boys how to have a balanced plate and what's going to be more beneficial for them and how they want to feel after they eat and throughout the day with energy. So your, uh, applications of having become a certified coach are used within your family, but I know it goes beyond that. Tell us about the folks that you work with as a coach, and I believe I read that your, your preference in doing this 
is to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, absolutely. When I started as the 21 day sugar detox coach, it was in a group setting. And that's how we were told through our director that we had to provide it as a group. And after I had a couple of groups, I realized that I wanted to help people a little bit more because everyone's different. We're all different in how we learn. We're all different in the foods that work in our body. We're all different in just in general, our lifestyle, things are different. And while I loved the 21 day sugar detox, I kind of felt like it put you in a box because it gave you food rules and it told you what to eat and what not. And I'll mention that Christy is having Okay, here I am again, yeah, I'm sorry. Your, your internet is freezing up a little bit, but, but go ahead, you're back. <laughs> so um, having working one-on-one -on -one with clients is what I truly strive to do. After I did the 21 day sugar detox coaching for a year, I learned through that process that everyone is different. And while some people may be able to cut sugar, cut all the processed foods out all at one time, some people can't, it's just a little harder. It's a little bit harder for them to say, I can't do this. And then that's when I dove into learning more about mindset and coaching more to the mind and working with people that maybe restrict foods through the week. And then maybe they're able to, they kind of go off the handle on the weekends because they've restricted, they've eaten lower calorie all week. And on the weekends, they're like, okay, give me all the food, give me all the food. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's when I started to realize, oh my goodness, not only are we different with our metabolisms, um, our exercise routines, what we enjoy, our lifestyle. Some people are in a stressful job. Some people have a more stressful home life, depending on what's going on. I wanted to work with people individually and cater to their needs, their individual needs. So that's what got me to um, transition and become just a regular certified nutrition coach. And then the transformational macro and fitness coach, that's what came along through um, my current coach right now. She, um, when I went with her and I did my own nutrition coaching because I wanted someone, you know, a coach always needs a coach. So when I went along with her, she actually opened up a coaching program. It was a business. And when I went through that process with her, I learned so much. I learned how to ask my clients better questions in order to help them. We work a lot more. We dig deeper with mindset, with beliefs that we've been told, you know, throughout the years. So that's how I got to where I am. And I love it because just recognizing that difference in three years uh, from the 21 day sugar detox group coaching to the type of coaching I'm doing now is just a deeper level. And it's more centered towards what is going to work for that person on an individual basis. So that's how I that's quite a journey. And, you know, I've looked a little bit at macros myself online, and, and I think I've even downloaded a couple of apps over the years. It, it seems really complicated. Maybe you could help us um, kind of, you know, give us some background to your program, how you came up with the name Halfway to Macros, and, um, and, and why, you know, you, you are endorsing that as a program that anyone listening today can, can take advantage of. Yeah. And again, let me remind folks joining us that Christie's. Back again. There we go. Start. Oh, I'm so sorry. Start I don't with know. your. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it happens. 
we didn't get any of your answers, so go ahead and start uh, again, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So macronutrients, like I said in the beginning, that would be, it comprises your protein, your, your fats, and your carbohydrates. And I do promote using the online calculator, my fitness pal, or the lose it app, which maybe that's one of the ones that you've had. Maybe that's one of the ones that you downloaded to look at macronutrients. And it was, it is very intimidating when you first look at it. So, um, but what so many people don't understand is all that is, is your protein has basically, it makes up your protein, your fats, and your carbs are what make up your calories. It's the same thing. You have calories and those are made up of the protein, the fats, and the carbohydrates. Um, each one of those macros has so many calories um, that comprise and equal all of those calories. And it is confusing because most people are like, I don't even know where to start. Um, so when you download that app, you're just kind of like, okay, where do I go to here? What, what do I need? And they usually give you a ratio of what you need to do. So anytime you're eating, I'm going to throw out like um, an egg. An egg is a great example. An egg will have like six grams of protein. It'll have five grams of fat, but eggs have no carbohydrates. So when you multiply that, your calories come to um, about, you know, you have, it'll come to about 70 grams of calories because you've multiplied the protein and you've multiplied the carbohydrates. And that's what gets confusing. <laughs> and that's probably a long story for another day. So anyway, back to, uh, it is, it's, it is confusing. So that's why I decided that calories, as we know, it's backed in science, it's energy balance, calories determine if you gain or if you lose weight. That's the determining factor. Now, where those calories come from determines how you feel and determines if you have fat loss or if you're just losing weight. So hands down, calories are king. So a lot of these trackers will put you at lower calories, but they don't tell you how to count your proteins, your fats, or your carbs. So say someone, and I'm just throwing this out as an example, say someone's on a 2000 calorie, that's what um, one of these apps told them, or they Googled macros online, and the app might have said, well, you can have 2000 calories a day. Well, what they don't understand is maybe they're going to a fast food restaurant and they're getting French fries. Well, that fits right in there. Maybe they're going to have the fried chicken meal. Well, that fits in my calories for the day. Well, it does. And it calories that you're burning in the day, then yeah, you're going to lose weight. However, if you are not making sure that you're adding in protein and you're getting adequate amounts of nutrient dense foods, your energy is going to plummet. You're not going to have any energy. And I've watched several people. I've seen several research projects on this where um, like a fitness person will go out and they're like, I'm just going to eat. Um, I think one did a Twinkie trial and um, one did a Big Mac trial where that's mm -hmm. all they ate for 30 days. And they monitored how they felt afterwards. Well, they lost weight, but they did not feel good. They had no energy. Their sleep was disrupted. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you're getting the right nutrient dense macronutrients with it versus just getting all carbs or all fats. You want to make sure you're getting your protein too. But also in the research, what, what I do is I will help someone determine what their calories are, but we also focus on protein. So counting calories and counting protein 
is the most effective way to lose weight because that protein, like I told you in the beginning, when you find the right amount for your body, and I have a whole calculation that I help figure, help people determine what's the right amount of protein for their body. Then when you add that in, it helps you to feel satiated. It helps you to decrease cravings because you are feeling satiated and you're not reaching for those afternoon snacks whenever you're starting to go in a slump, because while you might've been eating under your calories and while you may be losing weight, you're not fueling your body properly. Mm -hmm. So in all of my research, I've learned that calories and protein are the most important. And then when you were just speaking about the app, it had you all confused. So what helps, I think most clients and what helped me because Chris and I did this, you know, I throw him into all my little research projects <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> what we determined is that it is less stressful and less overwhelming when you are starting out on your journey to just make sure that you're tracking your calories and your protein and then letting your carbs and your fat ratio fall where they may because it will balance out. But protein is basically what they call queen. So you have calories are king and protein is your, um, yeah, calories are king and protein is your queen. So that's how I came up with my program name of halfway to macros, because I want people to understand that if you just worry about your calories and your protein, and you don't get so concerned with trying to hit your carbohydrate ratio and your fat ratio, that that's going to be so much more beneficial to you. It's going to be less stressful. And as you and I both know, as we all know, we want this to be less stressful for people. Whereas what I'm doing is I'm trying For folks watching, our guest has had a few uh, internet uh, issues. Uh, yeah, you're just, Christy, you're just freezing up for like seven or eight seconds at a time. So we're just kind of missing little glitches there, but that's all right. I think we're good. We got uh, a good okay. bit of that. Uh, Brock, I'm going to flip yeah. back to you and we'll yeah, no, it, it, I, we'll I, do I the best we can adjusting to this. Yeah. A lot of times what we talk about with healthy Harrison is bite-sized changes, you know, things people can do, small changes. And so certainly the way you've described the program of, of counting calories and protein, that, that I, I would agree that's far less overwhelming than trying to worry about figuring out how many grams of carbohydrates and, and, and how to get that right proportion of fat. Um, so obviously your course is online and so many things have gone online as a result of the pandemic. Um, did the pandemic influence your decision to have your course online or did you decide to go that way for other reasons? No, it actually, I decided to go that way for other reasons. And the reason was, is I noticed when I started working one-on-one -on -one with clients that each time we met, I was repeating myself and I always talk about protein, the importance of it. I start off with asking, I meet people where they are and I start off with awareness where they write down, they journal everything they're eating in the week after we first meet so that I can get a better understanding of what their intake is and I can get a little bit of a better understanding of them. Um, so that's kind of where I took it from. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Well, let me ask you a quick follow-up. You're doing the journaling. Uh, you know, when people are, when I see online people who are doing the macros, so often they're planning meals well in advance in order to hit those ratios. Uh, are you able to kind of help people on the fly or does it require a lot of meal planning? 
No, it does not require a lot of planning at all. It does not. Um, what I usually do is I encourage people to meal plan, but you can also like deli meat, you can have chicken ready on the fly, but I always encourage the protein. I always encourage you to have protein available and ready. And um, to finish answering your question, you had asked me about um, how I kind of went online and I didn't finish answering that question. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, I just realized I just kind of, I went blank there for a second. Um, the reason that I took it online was because I was asking people, I was telling them the same thing over and over. So I wanted a place where I could put a video where I could talk about protein. I wanted a place where I could put another video where I could talk about how they set their goals or how they start taking these um, and making action or taking This sort of tutorials, Gary, is such a great idea because uh, people can go back and rewatch them. You know, you yeah. listen to somebody talk about these sort of things. And I was saying you're having those kind of tutorials online is really super helpful because while you felt like you were repeating yourself, maybe your clients need you to repeat it. You know, maybe you have to listen to to, um, you know, how to how to work through your program multiple times. And people don't necessarily feel comfortable asking you to repeat it, and repeat it, and repeat it. But having that resource would allow people to go and brush up on the things that they don't recall or the things they didn't quite understand the first time and maybe then utilize your time to clarify those issues. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what I did it for. I wanted people to be able to go back and um, be able to look and see why, why was protein important? She said so much to me. It's overwhelming when we start out. It's so overwhelming. I mean, it's taken me seven to 10 years to learn everything that I've learned. And while I might be rattling it off, someone else is like, hold up. It would be, you know, like, me learning how to run a car or you know what I mean, how to put together a car, rebuild a car. I don't know. It's going to take extra time to learn that. So I want my time with my clients. I want to be able to see where their difficulties are. Where are they struggling? What's going on with their mindset? You know, what can we work through versus constantly teaching? I want to help them. I want to be the coach that they need, um, not necessarily cheerleading them along, but I'm going to ask them better questions on how they can make change in their lives and what small steps they can take that day. We start that day. There's no, okay, next week you're going to do this. What can you do today to get one step closer to that goal that you've set? And you have to be specific. We have to have a specific goal. So that's the reason that I put it online was so that I could spend more time working with them through what they needed to work through. You are watching a weekly podcast brought to you by Healthy Harrison. And this would not be possible without the sponsorship of our good friends at WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Before I, I go on, Christy, we're um, time-wise going, we, we've, we've got some more questions to ask. I, I wanted to make sure you're not on any limits today because you know, we typically keep this around a half an hour or a little bit more, but we can go longer as long as we're not interrupting your schedule. No, not at all. Let me jump right back in. Uh, we've, we've talked about the fact that there are other online nutrition courses. Obviously, you're trying to present a unique flavor, if I can use that uh, term, to yours. Absolutely. Uh, would, would, be, would simplicity then be one of the unique factors of your course? 
Did you catch my question? Nope, I did not. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I was going to say you you obviously want to, to, to make sure that your course compared to other online nutrition courses has a certain uniqueness to it, I would think. And what I was asking is, sim is, is simplicity a way in which you're trying to make yours more unique? Yes, absolutely. I'm trying to make it simple. I want people to be able to jump right in and start that day and feel good about themselves. And compared to the other courses that are online, most of them are you know, self-paced. You just go in and you learn the stuff. You may not have the option to speak one-on-one -on -one with a coach. And that's why I created it because I want you to spend 30 minutes with me once a week after you've gone through the material and to be able to face-to-face -to -face or over Zoom to be able to ask me questions. Whereas a lot of them, you ask questions through email or you might respond back through the course. So that was my primary goal. And just from listening to a lot of feedback, they're like, I love this. I love that you can, I can watch videos, but plus you can actually speak with me once a week. Have you taken clients that you were already working with then and kind of expanded them into a joint program whereby sometimes you're face-to-face -face and other times you just steer them to this online program? Right. What I did with my um, with the clients that I had already is I just let them have access to the program and let them go through it, even though we had talked about a lot of it, but it was still reinforcements for the reinforcement for the ones that I was already currently working with. And then anyone new coming in, you know, we we have that first one-on-one -on -one meeting and then they upload the app. It it comes in an app form or you can just upload it from your computer, whichever way works best for you and what's going to be more convenient. So when you're working online with people, I assume that you have, you know, sort of a syllabus uh, that they work through, as you said, you know, this video, this video, this video, the steps of the process. Are you constantly changing those things? I mean, how do you how do you keep it fresh for clients that have been with you for a while? No, what I'm doing is I have it set up on a weekly process. So we go through eight weeks of coaching and that's how it's set up. Like week one is the welcome week. Week two is writing down and journaling your calories and just learning about calories and why, what the importance of making sure that you are within your energy balance, making sure that you know that you know calories in should equal calories out. Week two might be protein. And I talk all about protein and ways that you can get more protein. And then, sorry. And then I have, and then I have bonuses where they can go through and maybe they print out a chart that shows them ways to get more protein, like here, add fish, add um, beans, you know, just different ways to get protein. So that's kind of how I work it. And then when they work with me, like they have the option to resign and work another eight weeks. And from that point on, we just work on what they need to work on. And I may refer them back to the videos, go back and watch this again. So that's how we work. That. So by journaling, you're able to kind of see where maybe they're failing. And, and then work on those weaker points in their choices or their, Correct. you know, fixing what's wrong. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if somebody who's watching today um, has reached the point where they've gone through every diet, you know, and, and yo-yoed and all of that, and they're saying, I really need to do something different, what sort of are your top five um, lifestyle changes that you would, you know, recommend to somebody right off the bat? 
right off the bat? Um, well, absolutely. It's mindset and it's deciding, deciding that you're ready to go, deciding that you're ready to commit to starting a new process. So that's the first thing. It's your mindset. Um, next would be learning to build a plate. Like I said, learning to get that protein in along with the vegetables and the carbohydrates and your fats. Um, next would be movement and just any type of movement, walking. And that's what people, walking is so underrated. You know, people just don't realize just getting in some movement is just so good for your body. Um, like your sleep, your stress, your recovery period, maybe you do heavy lifting and maybe you do need, you know, a little more of a recovery period. And then remembering that it's not a race. Those are my five tips is just remembering it's not a race and learning that you can't do it all at one time. And that's when we talk about these, you know, small steps, the small actions, it's just, that's the most important thing is learning. You can't do it all at once. If you try to do it all at once, you're going to crash and burn. I mean, or you're going to do it for two weeks and then you're just going to be exhausted and you're like, I can't do all of this. So just choosing one area to start with. And um, like I say, choosing that one area of just like writing down your food so that maybe we can assess and see what your awareness is around your intake. What are you taking in? Well, that's, you know, from your perspective as a coach, that's probably a pretty uh, important part of your role is setting those expectations for your clients. You know, you, you go online and you see these groups that are selling these programs and obviously they sell them by showing sensational results. And so people think, well, that's going to happen to me. I'm going to lose 50 pounds in three weeks. So um, I imagine you spend a lot of time helping people understand what to actually expect and to make those expectations achievable and, and reasonable. Christy, yes. can, can you tell when you're freezing up? Oh, yes. okay, so you know kind of where to pick up then if you can, okay. Are, yes. are you good there? I, I, did you get to, was there a, did you want an answer there, Brock, or were you making a comment? No, I just, I was just saying, I, I think okay. having that one-on-one -on -one relationship would be great. Go okay. ahead. I, I wanted to uh, remind people that uh, you're watching a weekly Healthy Harrison podcast, and uh, our mission from the outset a few years ago has been to change the state of health of people locally and uh, eventually across the entire state of West Virginia. Uh, a big part of that is changing the way people eat, good nutrition. And that's why we have as our guest today, Christy Good, who is a nutrition coach. I want to also remind folks that we couldn't do this podcast with the help of some very nice benefactors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, Christy, uh, what, what, are, what are some of the primary reasons that keep people from jumping into the pool? I'm, I'm guessing you don't push them into the pool. You find ways to encourage them. Yes, absolutely. Um, just like you said, just encouraging people that it's okay to take one step. So many times people will, like I said, try to do all the things. And when it doesn't work, they just think, oh, it's not working. Whereas it probably was working. You just weren't celebrating the small actions that you took along the way. You know, I have one client who told me last week that she was excited because 
her action this week was to just add eight ounces of water every day. And she did it. And I said, you have to celebrate that because that's what you took action on and you did it. And while it might seem small, it's really not because she's already starting to create a habit. And maybe the following week, she's going to add 12 more ounces. You know, so that's what I encourage my clients to do. And it's all about celebrating what you, your action that you chose to take. Um, but always meet people where they are. And that's the one thing I think a lot of people are afraid to reach out. One, because I say I'm a 21 day sugar detox coach and they think I'm going to tell them not to eat sugar. But that's, that's why I transitioned out of that because I've recognized that some people just cannot give it up altogether right away. And I work with them to take those tiny steps, tiny actions to where they can get to a place where eventually they are just going to be able to maybe have a sweet here and there when they want it. And that's what we want. We want it to be sustainable. That's and we're again having a few little glitches with Christie's internet and you're, and you're back. Let me, in that vein of meeting people where they are, obviously there will be folks who are sponges. And I'm curious if you've run into the character who says, yeah, 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 I know what you're gonna say. More veggies, less sugar, more movement, et cetera, et cetera. Is, is that a challenge? You know, I honestly have not because I think the way that people see me on Instagram or they see what I do, I think they realize that I'm down to earth and that what they are doing actually is something that I've learned about. So many of us know everything we need to know, but they're afraid to get started. So they might have, they Googled everything, they've read all the books, but they're not applying it. So my job is to recognize that and start to teach them how to apply all of the knowledge that they have. Well, Christy, you mentioned celebrating and, and we're of the celebration time of the year. And so with clients going into the holidays and knowing that, you know, so many people celebrate with food, um, how, do, how do you help your clients um, make it through the holidays? I mean, what, what sort of advice do you have for people out there listening on how they might be able to um, so many people set those New Year's resolution to lose weight. How do you how do you keep them from putting themselves deeper in the hole before the new year? No, that's a great question. That is a great question. Because um, what I've noticed is, you know, yet again, there's about 57 days before um, the new year. And um, I know that because I'm getting ready to do a live webinar on the secrets to, um, there's four secrets to um, weight loss or just even maintaining your weight during the holidays. Because yet again, statistics have shown that it's normal. Well, it's not normal, but it's common. There's millions of Americans that gain five to 10 pounds of weight during the holidays, which is just astounding, but it can happen. So what I teach them is everything that they've learned, the awareness. I just encourage them to be aware um, to make a choice because that's what it's all about. You have to choose. I'm not there. I can't say don't eat it because yet again, I don't like to tell people what to do. I want to help them figure out how to do it themselves. So they have to learn to make that choice. And before you eat anything, I always, I always encourage people to pause and just think, Hey, how is this going to make me feel later? Am I going to 
feel terrible tomorrow because I chose to eat this? Am I going to beat myself up? How am I going to feel before I eat this? Um, but if you choose Chris, Christy's getting frustrated by her internet provider. There we go. If you choose before your, um, before your outing, before whatever's going to be coming up for you, if you choose, hey, I'm going to go in, I'm going to have that chocolate chip cookie because I remembered that my grandma makes the best chocolate chip cookies, then that's helping you to not feel so so bad, you know, because a lot of times people label foods as good or bad. And that's what I try to work my clients through because when we release that label of food being bad, then that's when we start to not feel bad for eating it. And that's a lot of what happens is you have the good foods, you have the bad foods. And then whenever you eat that bad food, you know, you, you've termed it that because it's a belief that you have, then you feel bad for eating it. Whereas if you go in and you make a conscious choice to choose that food to eat it, then you're less likely to feel bad and you go on without it. Or, you know, you go on or you don't fall off the wagon and think, oh, I ate bad. So I'm going to continue to just eat. You know, there's no point. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, so many you know what? I, I, I think that's a good point. I, you know, I'll, I'll have a blizzard from Dairy Queen every now and then uh, very consciously. Uh, <laughs> but I know that I'm not going to go out and do that every week or every other week necessarily. So mentally, I can kind of stay on track, but still from time to time, have something that I enjoy and, and still feel good about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so many times it's it's just the mindless eating that gets people caught up. And, and I think by making people journal their food, um, people will just become more mindful about what they're sticking in their mouth. And when they start to make those calories count and, and make choices that they really enjoy as opposed to just grabbing whatever's around, then, then so many changes can happen. Christy, I guess uh, for people that, um, you know, have been inspired by what you've said today and, and would like to work with a coach and more specifically you, where, where can people go to, to find out more information? Well, I have, it's um, livinglowsugar.com and it's just L O V E. L-I-V-I-N-L-O-W-S-U-G-A-R. So there's no G on the end of living. <laughs> so it's loveliving.com. And I have a whole website and they can reach out to me there. Um, and then I also have a live webinar coming up this coming Wednesday night, um, November the 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's a place for um, you to register on my website through that too. And it's a free webinar. It's just for me to help people through the holidays, just give them some tips on how to get through the holidays. And I'm sure we'll put a link to your website on yeah, the I, I, yeah, Harrison well, Facebook page as well. So right, we'll try people can find that. Right, yeah. And, and real quick, before we go, uh, Christy, uh, my, my question comes up uh, with all this talk about transitioning to online courses and online coaching and live webinars. Who's your internet coach? <laughs> you, are you getting pretty handy with all this stuff? Yeah, you know, that has been a huge transition for me, like learning new platforms, because I took my right. website, from um, a GoDaddy website and totally transitioned, had to create a whole new one on the platform Kajabi. And that's where my online course is. Honestly, no. And I pride myself because I've learned so much in six months so much in six months technology wise um, that I didn't know. Now, I'm not saying that I haven't used my boys to help me or Chris, <laughs> because 
I wasn't very, I, I didn't even use Facebook really that much before I started doing my coaching. So now I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. I'm just trying to, you know, help people. And I, I just do like little stories and little tidbits on Instagram a lot of times. And then I have that transferred to um, my Facebook page, but it's been, it's been a challenge, a huge learning curve. And, but I love it because it keeps me moving. It keeps me motivated to help others. However, I can get it out there. Great. Well, we thank you uh, because we know what uh, a huge role nutrition plays in the overall mission of what we're trying to do in the community. And I know you're very active and involved in the same thing Healthy Harrison is uh, in the Bridgeport community. And uh, it's great that we have folks like you that, uh, that we can partner with and that are available to uh, to try to sell our story, so to speak, because ideally, uh, you know, we're just here to help. We're, you know, we want people to accept this willingly. I say every time I can that the, the best health insurance plan is taking good care of yourself. It is. It truly is. Yeah. Brock, any final thoughts before we? No, I, I just echo what you say. I mean, people think about um, going to the gym and trying to get themselves nice and lean um, by working out. And, and really you see those pictures with the pyramid or the, the iceberg, you know, and just the tip of the icebergs out of, that's sort of the gym and the dietary portion is all that iceberg under the water. And people often don't see that part and they don't think about that part, but that's so critical to them succeeding. So we thank you very much for, for helping um, send people in the right direction and with uh, what they're eating. Yeah, thank you. And, and I always tell people too, it's not necessarily easy. It, it takes a little time and investment to make all this happen. It does, it does. It's, it's, not, it's not magic. Christy, thank you so much. Good advice, good help. Thank you for your time. And we thank our guests for joining us today for this weekly Healthy Harrison podcast. Our goal is to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health. Uh, right here locally in Harrison County and throughout West Virginia. If you want more help right now, visit healthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. You'll find lots of support and you can stream past episodes of our podcasts on the Facebook page. Again, uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, wvnews.com, and interaction media. Hampton, are you there? Thank you for helping us today. His mic's still down. Uh, on behalf of Healthy Harrison, uh, Brock and I thank all of you for joining us. Next Friday, Stacia and Jason Talkington will be joining Brock and Amy Haberbosch Wilson, our Healthy Harrison Vice President, to talk about the turkey trot. And uh, Brock, I presume that is that the Shinston turkey trot? Is that? It is. Yeah. I, a, okay. I assume that's what it was. If you, if, right. you, if you want to get up and run um, on Thanksgiving morning there, it's the they best race a, in Harrison County. They get a great crowd. It's a big they race. They do. They get a great so, crowd. Yeah. So again, thank you everyone for joining us. Final thanks to Christy. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week.